Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for June 20th, 2018. And we have a double slate for Wednesday, early slate, the late slate. I'm talking about the late seven gamer. And this is one of, I think, the harder slates to figure out, particularly for pitching so far this season. Not really a lot of pitching options I like. There is one game that I'm going to mention right now looks to be fairly likely to be rained out with shitty weather. That is the Pirates-Brewers game. It's not like a definite cancellation as of now, but it looks pretty likely. There's a 90% chance of thunderstorms. It's supposed to rain basically all the afternoon and for the first like hour and a half to two hours of the scheduled game, and then it opens up later into the night. But the question then kind of remains is, is how, how wet is the field going to be? Is the rain actually going to stop? So right now it looks like a game I'm going to be avoiding. So that kind of brings us down to a six slate uh, six game slate but also subject to change if the weather brightens up but not a game that overall I think I would have a lot of interest in anyway but getting into these pitching options it is it is tough to find pitchers that I really like we have a couple of expensive pitchers in Charlie Morton and Gio Gonzalez both of them really strong matchups Charlie Morton at home against the Rays and then Gio Gonzalez at home against the Orioles the Orioles offense has been abysmal this year they strike out a ton and then we're also going to be putting them in a National League park where they lose the benefit of the DH although maybe maybe not maybe not really a great thing for them to well maybe not even great for Gio Gonzalez because that means he's not going to get to face Chris Davis who's just been absolutely terrible this year and strikes out in basically every single bat he has he's on pace to have the single worst season in the history of baseball by wins above replacement and by a pretty significant margin uh but either way Gio Gonzalez has a good matchup Charlie Morton has a good matchup I just think both these guys are a little bit too pricey for normal circumstances the difference is for this this slate versus other slates is there are so many bad pitchers and there isn't a lot of, there aren't really any cheap guys as of now that I want to use, which kind of leads me to think that I think that Morton and Gonzalez are both viable plays. So Morton overall for the season is scoring 22 and a half fantasy points per start, a little weaker than that. Recently, he did put up 24 and a half fantasy points his last down against the Royals, but before that single digits against both the Rangers and the Red Sox Pretty easy match for Matt home against Tampa Bay. Also, Houston plays up as a pitcher's park. So Morton for 12200 I think, is a safe play, and I want exposure to him. Gio Gonzalez at 10200 I feel the same way about him, a little bit overpriced. He's averaging about 17.5 fantasy points per start. We need over 20 for him to pay salary. But here's the thing is you just look at the cheaper pitchers and I just think so many of them are going to have bad games that I would rather try to go cheaper at offense and use some of these expensive pitchers so Morton and Gonzalez both fine and then the next guy that I have interest in right now is Jonathan Loizania from the Yankees I think I pronounced his name correctly but this is just another one of these arms the Yankees called up from the minor leagues he was not a well-regarded prospect prior to the season made his debut last game and looked really good I watched the start and he was throwing high 90s he had good off-speed pitches overall he ended up pitching just five innings, but five scoreless innings, struck out six hitters. There's definitely some risk to him because he's only made one major league start. That game was against the Rays. This is a tougher matchup against the Mariners. But still, look at uh, I'm looking at him very similar to how I looked at Domingo Herman for Monday Night Slate, where we have a really good arm who has good strikeout stuff. I think he, it was 
17 or 19 swing and misses in the five innings for Loizania in his first major league start. So definitely the strikeout upside for him. We saw Herman pitch well in a similar spot, a similar price tag Tuesday night against the Mariners. And I think compared to the other options on the slate, he makes a ton of sense as somebody who could outperform his salary. And I just don't think there's a lot of those guys on the slate. So really the only three guys I have interest in right now are Morton, Gonzalez, and Loizania, which has me looking for cheaper offenses. The one thing I will say is for some of these cheap pitchers on the slate, a lot of them are bad. But if we get to a situation where maybe there's a team that's resting a couple of key players or something like that, maybe we see... uh, the Astros rest like Springer or Correa or something like that. They rested Altuve on Tuesday night. So maybe they're going through a cycle of resting some of their key guys. If it happens to be the case, then I might have interest in Uvalde at 6,000. But as of now, assuming teams are full strength, it's just going to be those three guys for me. And then for offense, I'll be looking to try to save salary there. So for starters, there are a bunch of really high upside expensive offense on the slate. But given that I like more expensive pitchers, it's not going to be viable to be able to get in the Nationals offense or the Rockies offense at Coors Field. Even though I do expect these teams to be able to score a lot of fantasy points, I would rather go expensive at pitching, which I feel is a little safer for the slate to go expensive at offense. So keeping that in mind, my two favorite offenses to target, number one, once again, the Texas Rangers. They're playing in Kansas City. Kansas City, typically a pitcher's park, but we're seeing... Another day like we've had the last couple days where it's warm weather, wind expected to be blowing out to center field, very favorable for hitting. So I think that this is a spot where we could look to the Texas Rangers offense again. And another thing also is that the Rangers offense finally getting healthy now. Elvis Andrus is back. We have Adrian Beltre back in the lineup. So it's better than it's been in previous uh, in recent previous games, so the Rangers offense has not been great against right-handed pitching this year, uh, sub-90 WRC+, plus, but also should be better going forward than it's been earlier in the season. I don't think it's going to be a great offense against righties, except still better than what we've seen from them. They're not expensive tomorrow. And the other thing also is I think Jake Junis could be a fairly popular play on this slate, which makes the Rangers offense good as a leverage play. Junis is not a very good pitcher. He's very mediocre. He has an ERA of 4.43 this year, 4.86 FIP. He does get some strikeouts, but also uh, very home run prone, 16.1% home run to fly ball rate, gives up a decent amount of fly balls. So there's upside in the Rangers offense. Again, they're facing a fly ball pitcher with the wind blowing out, hot temperatures. And also I think we could see Junis as popular. He's somebody who people just like to roster. We've seen him popular on a lot of slates and he really hasn't pitched all that well this season. So I, I think this could be another spot where he gets ownership and the Texas Rangers, I don't think will be a very popular offense, which has me more interested in them as a GPP play. So the next offense that I like the other side of this game, the Kansas City Royals, another super cheap offense going up against Austin Biebens Dirks. So Biebens Dirks this year made two starts, put up a 6.55 ERA. Purfles did look better than what the ERA suggests with a 3.09 FIP and a 3.54 XFIP. But either way, went down to the minor leagues. He's made 11 starts in AAA this year, 4.47 ERA, 4.39 FIP. So very unimpressive numbers in the minor leagues. And overall, his major league numbers are pretty abysmal. 4.93 ERA, 5.33 FIP, only a 5.49 strikeouts per nine innings. So that's extremely low. The Royals offense I also think is not good. So I, I I think there's also a case if you really want to save money at offense, 
uh, save money at pitching to pay up for offense. I think you could throw Bevens Dirks in there because he's min price. He's only four thousand, and then you just hope that Bevens Dirks gets you like ten fantasy points or something like that to pay off value, which would be a fine result. Personally, I like the Royals side of this game. Um, I don't say that with a ton of confidence, but I just think looking at the the other options we have on the slate, I think they make sense. They're cheap. You could fit them together with uh, Lozanya and then Morton or Gonzalez for one of those expensive pitching options and then you get in guys like Whit Merrifield, Salvador Perez, Mike Moustakis who are all solid hitters whereas the Royals offense overall not very good this year but those guys at the top are not terrible hitters and that's one of the things that's nice for DFS if they score runs we kind of know where the production is coming from from the Royals on most nights so I think they make sense as a stack. Um, One other team that I'm going to throw out as it currently sets up, I don't think we can get a full stack of them with the pitchers I like. But the Mets in Colorado against Chad Bettis. Bettis has been really, uh, really struggling this season. He was he got hammered his last start in Texas, and overall his numbers for the year four point six five ERA, four point nine nine FIP. Those numbers are a little inflated because he pitches at Coors Field, but he's pitching at Coors Field again tomorrow, so we should see more of the same 17.7% home run to fly ball rate, so very susceptible to the home runs for him as well. And the Mets, while they are in Coors Field, they're not really super expensive. We have Brandon Nimmo is the most expensive hitter for them at 5000 everybody else below that mark. So at the very least, I think they make sense as plugs to go along with the Rangers or Royals. And then there are some really cheap guys that I do like in here a lot, particularly as Drupal Cabrera at second base at 4,400, I think makes for a really good play. And then we also have Michael Conforto, who is at oh, 4,800. Now he's a little cheaper before, but Conforto and Nimmo, I still think also make sense as plays to go along with the Royals and the Rangers. And then also at catcher, Mesoraco is only 3,900, which I think makes a ton of sense. Mesoraco one of the big issues with him overall as a baseball player is he struggles to stay healthy. But when he does stay healthy, he tends to be able to get on base and hits very well for a catcher. So for DFS, we don't really have to worry about the injury because if he plays, he plays that day. We don't have to worry if he's out of the lineup next week. So if he's starting, which I expect him to because he got the night off Tuesday, the Mets have to try to keep him healthy over the long course of the season have been giving him kind of like every other day. So we saw a big game from him on Monday night. He was off Tuesday. I expect him to start on Wednesday, and he's a catcher with home run upside. So that is going to wrap up the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at GArenbergDFS. Also, I recorded a NBA mock draft podcast with Josh Lloyd and Kyle McEwen tonight. That was pretty fun. I have that up on my Twitter page. So if you like the NBA, if you want information on the NBA draft, you could see which players I picked while I was pretending to be GM in a mock draft. So that wraps up the slate. I'll be back tomorrow to talk about Thursday night's games, and I hope everybody has a good night.